This has got to be some kind of sick record. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. With me as always is my producer, Steve Granato. Steve, what's going on? Hey, rain again. We did it again. So, of course, we have a lot to talk about in regards to the upcoming doubleheader today. Of course, Yankees Red Sox trying to wrap up this series, weather permitting. There was a crazy report, Stacey, in ESPN uh, about Alex Rodriguez detailing out a lot of dirty laundry when it comes to PED use. We have to talk about that, get you some kind of wild quotes and information a little bit later on in the show. So definitely stick around for that. <laughs> First, Stacey, we talked about it yesterday. We've talked about it all year from day one. The injury bug has been infiltrating the Yankees clubhouse. So today we thought it would be big air quotes fun <laughs> to go over literally every injury this season. Mm -hmm. And we have it all for you here today. So let's go ahead and take a look at every injury in the 2023 season. So here they are for our YouTube viewers. We have every single one listed for our audio listeners. Don't worry. We're going to read every single one of them. Uh, so let's start before the season even started. Uh, that's where we're going to begin all the way back on March 30th. The Yankees began with all these injuries. Tommy Canely, Ben Rortvet, Scott F. Ross, Luis Heal, Frankie Montas, Luis Severino, and Carlos Rodon. We have what I have marked, and Stacy has agreed, in red, all those injuries are season-altering injuries, and all the yellow ones are big but not season-altering. Uh, so those are the ones we started with, and I, I highlighted Carlos Rodon's forearm issue in red. Of course, remember, he was dealing with back problems, too, so don't even forget about <laughs> that. He was dealing with back problems initially, then it turned into a, 40, uh, a forearm problem. Uh, and then Harrison Bader and Lou Trevino were also hurt to begin the season. Okay, now we're... In the season, April 5th, Josh Donaldson out with a hamstring issue, 10-day IL. Jonathan Loisega goes down for a long time, elbow problem, 60-day IL on April the 8th. Glaber Torres, day-to-day -day with a hip problem on April 11th. DJ LeMayhew on April 12th, a quad issue, he's day-to-day. -day. Giancarlo Stanton a couple of days later, the hamstring problem. This is the uh, first big one for Giancarlo Stanton, 10-day IL on the 16th. He pulls it trying to run down to first base, if you remember. Aaron Judge gets his first uh, bang of the season, April 27th, a hip problem that lands him day-to-day. -day. The next day, they place him on the 10-day IL, his first long stint on the injured list. And then Jake Bowers on April 29th, bangs up his knee. I believe this was a sliding catch, if I remember correctly, uh, in left field. He is day-to-day -day on April the 29th. That's just the first month of the season, Stacey. <laughs> then we enter May. Harrison Bader with a head injury day-to-day. Oswald Peraza hurts his ankle. He lands on the 10-day. Aaron Hicks, remember him? He hurts his hip. Uh, let's see. Ian Hamilton pulls his groin. He goes to the 15-day IL. Jose Trevino, hamstring. 
10-day IL, Anthony Rizzo, the infamous neck injury running into, or not running into, Fernando Tatis Jr. runs into him, hurts his neck, and at that point, he's day-to-day. And Harrison Bader, again, hamstring on May 29th, 10-day IL. Crazy. Those back-to-back days, uh, remember, I felt like a fever dream at this point. We move into June. Ryan Weber, he's ruled out for the rest of the season with a forearm problem. This is all on June the 3rd. Garrett Cole is dealing with cramps. He doesn't miss much time, thankfully. He doesn't skip any starts. Greg Allen out with that hip problem back on the third 10-day IL. This is the big one. The collision in right field for Aaron Judge at Dodger Stadium on June the 4th. 10-day IL with a toe problem yeah it was just 10 days wasn't it Mm. Nestor goes down June the 8th 60 day IL this isn't just the shoulder this is of course also his fatigue issues at this point Willie Calhoun this ended up being the end of Willie Calhoun's Yankees career June the 21st out with a quad problem running to first base Anthony Rizzo uh, is also dealing with an elbow problem at this point, let alone the concussion problem that we already know of. Of course, he is tanking at this point uh, on June 29th, so he was with uh, a day-to-day issue at that point. Then we enter July. Jake Bowers, shoulder, 10-day IL. July 16th, Josh Donaldson, calf, goes on the 60-day IL. Jose Trevino, wrist, 60-day IL, Harrison Bader again, this time a rib day-to-day, and Gleyber Torres on July 23rd ends the month with a hip problem, but he was only day-to-day. But still, (laughs) he entered the fray. (laughs) Yeah, Gleyber is going through it at this point. And then this is finally, and we enter August just a month ago, but feels like a lifetime. This is finally when the Yankees put Anthony Rizzo on the 60-day with the concussion problem. So this is August 3rd. Uh, That's one of our big markers of the season. Carlos Rodon, this is the second long stint for him. He misses a couple of weeks on August the 6th with a hamstring problem. And then this is when Nestor is shut down August 8th with shoulder and, again, the fatigue problems once more. DJ LeMahieu out on the ninth day-to-day. Billy McKinney ends up getting hurt uh, with a back problem on the 19th, gets placed officially on the 10-day on the 21st which we have not seen him since uh and then august 31st uh, ian hamilton once more his second injury of the season with a back problem 15 day il um groin glaber is the back that's the next one. Oh, thank you <laughs> ian, yeah ian hamilton re-injured the groin i think that he hurt in toronto earlier in the month glaber back day to day september 1st starting off right uh, Keenan Middleton, shoulder, 15-day IL. Luis Severino, his side, we all saw it happen on TV. 15-day IL, but end of the season for him and end of his Yankee career. Albert Abreu hurts his hamstring. Jonathan Luizaga, elbow problem again on September 10th. And the big blow, just for everyone, because we were having such a good time watching him in his brief time with the Yankees, Jason Dominguez with his elbow and probable Tommy John surgery looming. Is that all? Is that all? <laughs> At least for now, that's all. <sighs> we still got some time left here, Stacey. Uh, like I said, for our YouTube viewers, we have the big, bigger ones in yellow, the biggest ones in red. And Stacey, I feel like, again, I've said it before in the show, if you don't laugh, you cry. So right. let's let's hand out some awards here. This is uh, barring the last couple of weeks of play, but some awards, Stacey, for three categories. Let's go with your worst injury of the season. I'm going to say Rodone, his first one, just right off the bat, no pun intended, because he pitches. Um, 
I feel like that really screwed things up for the team. I mean, they started off fine in the beginning of the season, but, you know, missing that many guys in their rotation and the big guy that you signed in the offseason, just that felt like not a great thing when it happened. And it felt like it could cause a ripple effect that that would affect the entire season. And hey, it did. Uh, my worst one of the season is that old May 28th day at, mm. uh, at Yankee Stadium, Anthony Rizzo, Fernando Tatis. That was the worst one for me because that was the snowball. That was the first snowflake for me that was like, okay, the season's done. <laughs> um, <laughs> Stacey, what, was, what is your most annoying injury of the season? Rizzo just because of the initial thing that happened. And I said it a few times on the show that I knew something was up with him because of just because of the way he fell off a cliff after that neck injury, where he went literally from being one of the best hitters in baseball to being last. We looked at the numbers that one day he was last statistically in a lot of things after that happened. And I feel like that's the most annoying, especially because everything finally came to a head in early August after it happened in May. It was just frustrating to watch. Look, a lot of these are are annoying, and uh, but I think the one for me is Nestor's fatigue. Mm. Just like, just like what, we're, like, <laughs> that it comes back over again. You skip a start, and then now here we are again. So most annoying for me is the Nestor fatigue. And Stacy, your award for the moment you gave up. Uh, I feel like it's Rizzo when they diagnosed him finally with the concussion because I still felt like at the beginning of August if other guys came back and they were healthy that maybe they could make a run for that third wild card spot like I felt like a it was like a last ditch kind of hope there but when the Rizzo thing happened I was like no (laughs) no there's no way you'll laugh you cry right Um, my moment that I gave up I'm going to take in a different direction Mm. the moment I gave up partially on 2024 was September 10th when Jason Dominguez <laughs> live on the show uh, is out Ugh. for the rest of the year and for some good time next year. Yeah. Let us know your awards for <laughs> worst, most annoying, and the moment you gave up. If you don't laugh, you cry. Uh, don't forget, you can leave your questions for Fan Mail Friday while you're <laughs> dropping uh, your awards in the comment section here on the YouTube side. To our audio listeners, sorry, I'm sure that was a whole jumbled mess of all those injuries. I'm sure you're like on your way to work, just intently listening. Uh, but drop your questions for Fan Mail Friday. Of course, you can join subtext as well. That's how you find out about all these injuries firsthand. Every subtexter got texts about these injuries <laughs> this season, which I'm sure they're annoyed by, but hey, that's how it goes. Yeah. Uh, but of course, Fan Mail Friday tomorrow. So leave your questions down below here for tomorrow's show. All right. Crazy news coming out uh, during the rainout. A-Rod back in the news again. Why? We'll explain. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more – 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebay.com slash motors. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Back now on Locked On Yankees. Hey, SiriusXM is the place to listen to today's doubleheader starting at 1.35. Download the SiriusXM app today, day-night doubleheader. Uh, we will detail that out later on in the show. Uh, coming up on Friday, you guys already know, it's Fan Mail Friday, so get those questions in. One last chance to get some questions in here for tomorrow's episode. Reply to that pinned comment here on the YouTube side. Stacy, a crazy report. A extremely detailed elongated uh mob story it felt like in espn yeah. yesterday of course as you guys always know whenever we talk about an article i link the article in the episode description of course i will do that here for this i highly highly recommend you set aside like a half an hour <laughs> to yeah. read this it, it was a long read it was a long read but it is a fascinating piece of journalism a b a crazy story it's um, gripping. It's gripping because I have is. ADHD and I can't read. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, you just keep going the next every paragraph. It's every paragraph. The The story on ESPN is called, quote, Yankee star A-Rod named other players in biogenesis scandal. This is written by Mike Fish, a senior writer over at ESPN. There were a couple of things that stuck out to both of us, Stacey. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let you take the lead here in the first one. There are some crazy details. Of course, people are talking about. Um, A-Rod kind of ratting out Ryan Braun and stuff in this situation. That part I don't care necessarily so much about. Um, <laughs> but some of the inner details on A-Rod's steroid use are what really baffle me. So why don't you go ahead and start? Okay, so this first quote. When they first connected, A-Rod said Tony Bosch offered tips on how to beat MLB's drug testing. Among them, use only midstream urine as a sample, thus avoiding using beginning or end urine stream in the collection sample. Several players revealed hearing the same advice from Bosch, which I wonder if that works for a pregnancy test. And I say that only because, <laughs> because so, when some of these when some of these guys are caught, it's because they have like elevated uh, levels of estrogen and stuff. Because yes. I remember when Manny was caught, there was some whatever he was taking back then. They were joking about um, th that it was used for pregnancy stuff, like to get pregnant. So I yeah. just, yeah, I yeah. Had there to were some, it. yeah, there were some, uh, uh, like they they detailed out basically every drug that A Rod was taking, um, which, by the way, a lot. And Tony so Bosch, the person, Tony Bosch, the person you just alluded to, was the supplier. This that was mm -hmm. the 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 head honcho, the mob boss of this whole thing. Um, <laughs> the the part of that, Stacy that gets me is the quote, several players revealed hearing the same advice from him. So A-Rod didn't test positive during this time. Right. So it works. Yeah. <laughs> which is crazy. Considering that, that, all the stuff he took. <laughs> yes, because he, again, if you read this article, he was taken a lot. I mean, a lot, a lot of stuff. Um, a, it's a miracle he's still standing on his feet. Seriously. Uh, but B, I mean, how many other players, I mean, we know of some of them, but how many other players have been able to skirt the system because of, of this information? And, and mm -hmm. I'll even go further. Is that still working? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Crazy. 
Um, the other one, this, this is, I probably should have said this at the top, but if you're listening to us in the car with a kid or something, sorry, there's, there's some graphic details here in this, just, just a, a, a heads up. Um, not for the faint of heart. So here, here's, this one's a little longer winded. So stick with me. Uh, this is another quote from the article quote under questioning from federal investigators, A-Rod said his doping protocol was driven by three substances, human growth, hormone injections, two creams, a white testosterone cream applied at night and a cream applied in the morning that was designed to bring his testosterone levels pardon, back to normal and testosterone gummies he would place behind his bottom lip 30 minutes before a game. He described experiencing a quote pop of energy. They continue in this. Tony Bosch told investigators of a more researched scientific approach one mixing and matching substances he claimed to to routinely have consulted and reviewed lab work with neurologists and endocrinologists microdosing and fast acting substances were emphasized to avoid detection detection syringes were dummy proof preloaded and neatly marked for a rod as well as for the other players he said not only did uh, Rodriguez dissolved a testosterone gummy in his mouth leading up to a game time, but the Yankee star also learned to inject himself with a small syringe delivering IGF-1 and vitamins. Stacy, a lot to unpack here. And this doesn't even go into the full regimen that he was under at the time. He was right. under this crazy science experiment, a, a Jekyll and Hyde science experiment on himself. Again, miracle he's still standing on his two feet. Um, the 30 minutes before first pitch thing is insane to me because you know what that tells me, Stacy? He's doing it in the clubhouse. He's at the field. This isn't something he's doing at home. He's not doing, I mean, he is doing it at home. He's also doing it in the hotel and stuff. But 30 minutes before first pitch, this guy is loading up again. It's mind blowing. Mm -hmm. The whole thing is mind blowing to me because a lot of this started after everything that happened in 09 when he was called out for his previous steroid use and selena roberts wrote that piece in the new york times and then he gets on tv with katie couric and he denies everything and we were speaking before the show and i said this was he just wants he wanted to please everyone and hit the ball and do it by any means possible and if he couldn't do it by himself he wanted help but the thing about A-Rod was he was a good baseball player without the steroids. He didn't need them. And that's the most annoying thing about him, <laughs> that he would have still been a really great baseball player if he didn't put all of this stuff into his body. And I find it fascinating that this all started after that. And I feel like his performance in 09 and getting back in the good graces with Yankee fans because he helped lead them to that World Series and win the World Series. I know Matsui won the MVP, but A-Rod did some things in that World Series. And I feel like he was feeling pressure to keep up that level of performance for the rest of his contract. And this is the way he chose to do it. Yeah, I mean, he had that big hit that really solidified them against the Phillies there um, during that World Series. So he did have that one big moment. But uh, yeah, it's 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 baffling and we're not even talking about there's some stuff about rob manfred in here and his <laughs> involvement in trying to bring that blank blank down that mm -hmm. mf down when referring to a rod about this whole thing 
there's there's so so much again and now I'm they're highly... buddy buddy and it's yeah you know... and and let alone just that a rod's front and center when it comes to baseball uh on espn and now he's gonna get this fox thing and like it, it's it is he was about to buy the mets like it's crazy to me uh how this all has happened like this is a, a weird crazy thing and it kind of leads me to this part of it again highly recommend go read it it, it is so worth your time uh, if you if you call yourself a baseball fan this is or just a, a fan of good journalism uh it is it is a wild ride to read um but i wanted to ask you stacy look you you got your finger on the pulse more being a yankees fan your whole life you lived through this saga you watched through this saga you were part of the media during sagas of this as well so when it comes to a rod in the Yankees fan base, where are those two things at? Where, what do you think Yankees fans think of when they think of A-Rod? Maybe before the story, maybe after it, just your vision of Yankee fandom surrounding Alex Rodriguez. Well, there are two factions. There are the ones that will never forgive him for his transgressions and like appreciate what he did in 09, but they think he's evil and they don't want him anywhere around the Yankees. And then there are other people who think, well, other guys did the same stuff, maybe not to the level that he did, because if you read this article, you'll see the levels to which he did this stuff but there are other people who are just like this is him with all his lumps and you can't change history he was part of the yankees and you can't really ignore it and you may not like the guy but you can like what he did for the team when he played i mean it's just crazy to me that yes you can't change history but he had a chance to rewrite it he had a right. chance he, he had a chance to start clean he got caught once and then he does it again. That's that's, that's what gets that, me is the is I, I'll give a second chance to just about anybody, but the second that you um, you spit in the face of that essentially and 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 just go, I'm gonna do it again, again. And I worse. really yeah, I really like I said I don't understand how everything that happened before he won the World Series in '09 just being embarrassed, you know, having to come out during spring training and talk about it and then missing the first month because of the hit thing and this and that. And there's all these questions about him. And why would you do that after it? And there's just like, there's a part in there too, where he was talking about with Tony Bosch about how he's, uh, we're, he, he specifically said, we're going to get to 800 when referring to home runs. Like he saw right. this as like, you are me. We are a singular entity. Like, it's not like you're just the guy that supplies. It's like, no, mm -hmm. we're in this together. Like, it, it felt like you're robbing a bank. Like, yeah. that again, it felt like a mob story. It's it's really, really crazy. Yeah. Um, just to, I'm, there's so much. Again, we could do a whole show on this, but we won't bore you too much with those details. Go read the article. Again, it's in the episode description. Highly recommend it. Great work by Mike Fish and ESPN. Uh, all the editors over there, great job on this story. They did a fantastic, fantastic job. Um, all right, we're going to step aside one more time. We come back. Doubleheader today in Boston. We'll preview that when we come back. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why our new sponsor, Jace Medical, offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. So don't get caught unprepared. 
Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Back now on Locked On Yankees Sirius XM. Download it. Listen to the ta- today's Yankees game and tonight's Yankees game in Boston, <laughs> weather permitting. John and Susan got your back. Stace, uh, 135 and 710. So essentially the same thing we just did the other day. Uh, yeah. Michael King versus Tanner Houck in game one. Clark Schmidt takes the ball in game two against good old TBD. Uh, <laughs> they haven't named one just yet. I'm feeling good about Kingy. I'm feeling good about Schmidt. I'm feeling good about them both. Are you feeling good about taking both of these games today and potentially sweeping a pair of doubleheaders and the series? No, I don't feel like it's out of the realm of possibility, but I feel like they're only going to take one. Hey, a split still wins a set. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel like it's not going to be Yankees win one doubleheader Red Sox win the other doubleheader. I don't feel like that's going to happen. I feel like the Yankees will win at least one. That's fair. I'm, I'm Mm -hmm. with you on that. I think, um, I'm curious to see again how this uh, lineup shakes out. That that first day off, the unintentional day off, ended up kind of helping the Yankees a little bit because Everson Pereira was able to play again. Oswald was able to play. Um, they get flow into the leadoff spot there as well. So he was Floreal was slated to be in the leadoff spot again in center field uh, for Wednesday's game. Obviously, didn't happen. So uh, curious to see how things shake up for Boone. Yeah, uh, is he going to get try and get IKF in there again? Where we've seen IKF at third here in this series, so a lot, a lot to work with at this point. Um, and just again, the the way he Boone was able to handle the bullpen in Game Two with the Vasquez Brito, you know, throw a throw it at a dart at the board, and you get Bowman, <laughs> you get Masevich. Uh, I'm curious to see how that all shakes out here today again with the day off. I mean, it feels like pretty much everybody uh, is just about available, save you know Vasquez Brito. Right. I was going to say, I'm like the, the day off the rain delay day again helps with the two games lineup wise and bullpen wise. So um, it'll be interesting to see which guys pitch which game and how the games go. I, I'm feeling good about Michael King. I'll say that. I'm feeling good about Michael King. Oh, yeah. He's been super promising. It was like five innings last time out of solid baseball. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm feeling really good. I mean, he's he's been solid ever since switching over to the rotation. Uh, they've got him on a good pace right now. Um, so he'll probably make maybe three more starts here before season's end, um, which is great. Uh, and uh, I think is a really good audition piece for, for next season as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked a lot about Clark Schmidt yesterday, so there's no point in talking about Clark Schmidt here today. <laughs> but we'll see. I mean, it's it's uh, it would be sweet to walk out of there, not only with a pair of doubleheader sweeps, but to sweep the set. That's Again, we talked about it, trying to to end the the, the Red Sox season here, and, and yeah. they have a total opportunity to do it. Yeah, after the Red Sox ruined their se- season previously by beating them in every game, this <laughs> or almost every game, this would be good. Yeah, yeah, uh, one nail in the coffin potentially leading to that Toronto series too would be the Yankees can catch fire here and then take down Toronto later on. Nothing would make me nothing would make me happier right now than that. Uh, just for personal reasons, I have a Toronto fan who's on my rear end, and I would like for the Yankees to be the ones to knock them out of the wild card race. So, 
All possible still. All possible. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, 135 and 710 today. So make sure to listen to that on Sirius XM and make sure to stick around for tomorrow's show. Fan Mail Friday. Get your questions. It's your last chance. Reply to that pinned comment down below. We want to hear about your injury awards. We want to hear about what you're thinking about the A-Rod stuff. I'm sure you guys have a lot of opinions on all that. Can't wait to read your comments here on YouTube. But of course, tomorrow's show, Fan Mail Friday. So make sure to hit subscribe and you won't miss it. That's going to do it for today's Lockdown Yankees. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gatsoulias. We'll see you tomorrow.